G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Obviously, we'll, we'll talk about Jack Hayes in a sec, but they obviously lose Jack Hayes. But you look at who's to come back into this side as well. Paddy Ryder's back next week. Yep. Hunter Clark. Zach Jones and Jack Billings. Mm. That's four good players to add to this side. Yeah, and for one of the very few times in you know in a handful of years, they're going to have some serious dilemmas. Now, it's a different conversation when you've been at the bottom of the ladder or mid-tier, Sando, and you say, well, it's a real, you know, we're, you know, it's really tight for spots. Yeah, but the quality's not there. So what we're starting to see now from the Saints, off the back of last night's, you know, performance is you're able to bring in four quality players. So four decent slash quality players have to go out. So there is really a good... Um, a fight for spots. And just to touch on Hodgie's point, and I completely agree, they've done it in multiple ways this year, the Saints. And what we saw last night, and you talk about the clearance numbers and the hit-out numbers, there was 27 clearances in the last quarter. Now, it almost went to the negative for the Giants because we all knew who was going to win it. So the Saints just became so defensive. It's like when we used to play against Aaron Sanderlands and Fremantle. You knew you weren't getting your hand to the football so you ultimately just went to defence and you walk away with more clearances than what they did. So they lose by 10 overall. They actually won the clearances in the last quarter because it was so lopsided. The question for the Giants is how do you get more creative? It was, you, you've there wasn't, got to there do wasn't something a lot different. of science behind it, was it? No, no. And you go back to that final where the Giants played, I think it was the Pies at the MCG, and it was the reverse. It was the Pies that had the ball in their front half with no creativity. Everyone knew what was going on. And they just lived that last night for 30 more minutes. But really important and, and impressive we know what Jack Steele is, but now they've got layers to that and they've got variety. You know, Seb Ross is changing his game, playing multiple positions. Brad Crouch is, you know, a, a different sort of complement in that midfield. But I think the biggest change has been Jay Gresham. I mean, this is a guy that's played 11 games over two years prior to this year. He is their Dustin Martin. He is their X factor that can come into the midfield creative, a little bit elusive at times, but then can go forward. And we know he kicked that beautiful goal, um, the check side from the boundary line. He's that X factor that just completely changes the dynamic of that midfield. I think you've got to hand a little bit of credit to as well the coaching staff. As soon as as soon as they lost Hayes as the backup, and then Marshall looked proppy all night. He was still out there. He was still fighting, trying to trying to do what he could to give blokes a rest. But as soon as Battle had to go in, and as you said, Dale, there's no way he was going to win win the ruck top out uh, ruck hit outs against Flynn or Pruce. But what he did is they just surrounded the stoppage. GWS were happy to bring one up, but St Kilda were, were putting one at the back of the stoppage. They had their wing as a support. But as the game went on, they you're right, they just tried to suffocate the game and just do what they had to do to, to walk away with a, with a solid win. I'm going to throw this to Sando from a coaching perspective. If you are the Giants and you know that physically no one else can get their hand to the football but, say, Bruce in that last quarter, how creative can you get and how do you get that message out instantly to get more bang for your buck when you're absolutely controlling the hitouts? Yeah, there's a few things you can do, Dow. You can obviously get more players running through the stoppage so you can you can get the ball going your way at least. So you can gain 5, 10 metres from a, from a, a hitout that goes your way. Um, you can put extra numbers in the stoppage, but that gives the opposition, that would have given St Kilda an extra behind the ball. Um, but there's there's ways that you've got to try and get the ball in your half and then lock it in there. So um, it's looking – and they certainly had the star power there last night. And when you look at um, the names for the Giants, like they've still got, um, you know, Taranto, Tom Green's having a great season, yep. we know. Ward, Kelly, Coniglio, Whitfield. Um, they should have been, they should have been able to be more creative, exactly what you're saying, Dow. There should have been – with that star power, there should have been the opportunities to get the ball um, more inside forward 50. They still lost – 
inside 50s by seven last night, the Giants, with that dominance mm. around hitouts and clearance. I know it's a really simplistic way and we can reflect on it quite comfortably from our couch, but I even thought they could have wound the clock back 20 years and gone back to Clark Keating in that last quarter and just thump that thing 15-20 yeah. and it's that surge mentality. And you go back to the Brisbane yep. Lions, everybody knew that they were a surge team. Yeah, you know, we speak about like, like that about Richmond right now. But you get a free 15, 20 metres and you get the likes of those players that are able to swoop on a loose ball being the Giants on the way through. I still felt that they were in their traditional structure of three inside midfielders, a tight winger and a corridor winger. They they needed to change something. Now, whether that comes from the coach's box, but I'd also question the leadership and the ability to problem solve in that moment and not need the runner to come out or for a quarter time, half time, three quarter time break. Identify what is going on take ownership of it, and then go and get it done. It's, it's your game. You've got 22 there going up ultimately against 21. You, you can't have that result in the last quarter and walk away and think, oh, we'll work on it on Monday. Let's get stuck into the Giants. Sorry, Hodge, after the next break. Sorry, Hodge, you go, and then I'll, I'll go back no, to Jack. I was just going to say, it's, it's with that tactic as well. As they continue to push the, the six up high. If you've got midfielders with on, on a lot of money, like Cornelio, you've got Ward in there, you've got Taranto, you've got Kelly, these are some quality ball-winning midfielders. How come you continue to push a six up just to suffocate the stoppage? Yes, you do it at the start of the game for tactics, and, and they thought they might have been able to break through St Kilda that way, but as soon as you lose, the opposition loses their ruckman, and then they lose their second ruckman, you've got to clear out that space. And it just I was sitting there watching it, wondering why none of there was no tweaks made. There was nothing to change it up. There was nothing to create space. Proust ended up um, late in the game, started to hit in that long 45 towards the boundary with a, with a boundary throw-in. But that was the only really time. But there was just so many St Kilda and so many GWS players in and around the contest that they just couldn't get any anything fly or anything anything smooth out of the stoppages. Just going back to your point about Jade Gresham, correct me if I'm wrong, he was never this influential before he got injured. So is, is it a... Has he just come back a better player, a more mature player? Is he playing a different role, which is allowing him to be more influential? I think two things, and this is not knowing intimately exactly what has changed his game or for him to have more impact. I think his work rate looks different. Um, I think his pre-season, well, the whole St Kilda team has been had a harder pre-season than what they had last year. But I also think he's complimented when you've got other people doing their role as well. Now, he's now that half forward. He was just that half forward and that really creative goal sneak they have those guys. You know, Dan Butler's there. We were going to speak about Jack Higgins and what he's been able to do. And then they sort of sprinkle in these other guys around it. So Jay Gresham's got this ability to do a little bit of both. But I think his numbers look a lot better because he's around the football more in the midfield. And he's so creative. But ultimately, when the whole team's going a little bit better, you go a little bit better. So everyone sort of rises to that level as well. So I think he's being played. And we spoke about the coaching. I think there's a handful of St Kilda players right now that are being coached really well, being put in positions where they can show why they're really good footballers, and Jade Gresham's one of those. Who else? Uh, I think the, I think they need to be complimented for Brad Hill. You know, there was a lot of people last year, St Kilda supporters, probably more than anybody, that were asking a huge question mark, and it's more than just the salary. It's where's this guy's talent gone? Why is this guy running 16 kilometres a game and one of the best runners in the game and having 10 disposals? And I think it's, it's a fair question. But what I've liked is the half-back piece, half-forward, he's gone a little bit, and now he's being utilised to show his skill set. Um, I think Jack Sinclair, I think that's been a masterstroke for him to say, hey, this guy's got a skill set, and it's a unique one. Where do we put him to utilise? Now it's half-back, now it's a little bit of mid. And I think the other one's probably Dan McKenzie, who was out of the team last year, and to be completely honest, as a supporter, I wasn't quite sure mm. where he fitted into the grand plan. Well, he's a really important role player for a wing. And you, you put those pieces in together and, you know, they're not all role players. You go, okay, 
That makes sense now. When you put them all together, gee, it works really well, doesn't it? I think the other thing too, Dale, is they're benefiting from a quicker style of ball movement as well. So those those small forwards, so um, Higgins, Butler um, and Gresham are getting uh, low number, outnumber contests ahead of the ball because the ball's getting there faster. Every time there's a mark in the midfield, there's a player shooting pass for a handball received. So it's getting to King in low number out numbers like one-on-ones or two-on-twos and then those smaller forwards um, have got more space to work into. But if you're chipping it around, if you're going slow, if you're switching the ball a lot, it allows the opposition to get back, get their defence get uh, set up um, and allow their system, their defensive system to block you. But Gresham, um, Higgins, Butler, King, um, Membry, mm. um, they're, getting, they're getting the ball in space now and it's coming there fast. It's coming there really quick. One thing that I've noticed, I don't have any numbers to back this up, but one thing watching you know, three or four games live each week is the emphasis is now through the middle of the ground and to clog that space up. We always speak about the front half turnovers, but you're right, Sando. As soon as you get through that initial pressure, you ultimately get one-on-ones or two-on-twos in your forward 50. If you can get through that first block, and it's yep. obviously a lot more simplistic. Get oh, sorry, a lot more difficult. Yeah. yeah, so you actually get the what you want at the other end of the ground in one-on-ones. But you've got to just get through that first 50 to 60 metres of pressure. But you're right, this is happening across the competition. I watched the dogs round one, and I was surprisingly shocked at how easy it was once they got there. The, the, the hard work was done, but once you're through, it was yep. almost a guaranteed score in one way or another. You mentioned uh, Jack Higgins before. Uh, Hodge, I was going to ask you this question. You, you know you know Brett Ratton really well. You know some of the other key players. You know David Raths at St Kilda now, Jared Rufford. What, what happened to him in round one where he was smashed for not giving a handball? Significant people in footy said, drop him. You've got to make a statement. <laughs> and then we see last night... 20 metres out, he gives off a little handball. His form's completely turned around. What, what, is, what would have been some of the conversations and what does that say about the sort of culture they got at St Kilda that we've seen that mind shift in, in four or five weeks? I actually think you saw the reaction from that straight afterwards because that happened, I think, at the end of the second quarter. He didn't give the handball to Gresham, had a, had a shot. Go back the next quarter, early in the third quarter, he gets a, a ball in the goal square, handballs to Gresham when he could have had a shot. And I think the feedback that knowing what Rats is like and know what Ruffy is. Look, if you make a mistake, that's okay. But just don't make the same mistake again if it's a selfish one and you're trying to get a goal for yourself. So I saw straight away that they must have gave him the feedback because I knew, I knew Gresham wasn't too happy when he didn't get that handball. But automatically you, you see him the next quarter go on and react and make a different decision to put the team ahead of himself. And then there's, I think if anyone out there who's known Higgins or, or you talk about teammates who have played with him is he'll do anything for his teammates. He seems like one of those blokes who would just put a smile on their face. He's always upbeat. He's always energetic. And that's what Rats loves in his players. So there's no surprise that Rats didn't drop him. There's no surprise that he's come out since then and, and kicked multiple goals on, on more than one of occasion just because of his mindset and just the freedom he has to go and play his football. And, and I think you, you work the rest and what you were saying before Dale as far as everyone's playing that role and makes each other better I, I sat back last night and I was blown away but by the selfless running of the St Kilda high half forwards but everyone knew what they had to do so whenever they had a switch on the back on the back flank you'd see Bradley Hill running out to the wing to try and stretch the ground so if the defender doesn't go with him there's free spots in the middle or if they, sorry if they go with Brad Hill there's free spots in the middle if they stay to clog up the corridor Hill's open on the fat side but it wasn't just him I saw Marshall when he came back on from that corky he was still trying to do it he looked like he was a 70 year old man trying to run but he knew his role was to stretch the ground when it was his turn and there's no surprise why Higgins and Butler are getting 
more impact forward, but it's also blokes like Membry and King are getting so many shots on goal because of the teammates up the ground that are doing all that selfless work rate to, to make that ball movement just easier on, going inside forward 50. Yeah, just on Jack Higgins, let's rewind the clock back to that round one performance. Now, we all identify that one. I mean, he should have given the handball. There's no doubt about that. We've, we've all been there. Yeah, of course <laughs> we have. And we've been on the receiving end when you, or on the opposite where you don't get the ball and you, you, know, you give your teammate a mouthful. But I think Hodgie raises a fantastic point that, you know, whatever they're doing there, that those actions changed instantly for, for Jack Higgins. And you look through some of his numbers. So last night, 18 disposals, kicks four goals, three, and clearly should have kicked a couple more, but that it is what it is. But you look at his season as a whole and his ability to change this around. He's currently sitting on 14 goals, 11. That's from four games in one quarter. He got knocked down the first yep. quarter after kicking one against the Tigers. He's gone zero goals, zero goals, four, four goals, two, one goal, and then getting knocked out. Week off. Five goals, two, four goals, three. So the positive is this is a small forward who, I guess by definition, is not really meant to get the ball that much. You're only meant to get it if the big guys aren't doing it. He's taking three marks inside 50 a week. He's kicked 14 goals, 11. He's doing his role. And the reason he didn't get dropped in round one was his effort is exceptional. This is a man that brings energy and mm. brings everything to the team that you often don't get dropped on a single act of selfishness within reason. But he's not getting dropped because his effort's there. And he's doing everything that they want of a small forward. And I heard Brett Radden speak post-game in his presser. And he actually spoke about his previous couple of games. Some of them were really good number-wise. Yes, but his pressure is. wasn't there. Mm. Some of his games weren't as good, but his pressure there. So he was actually giving the balance about what they value in a small footballer. The bit that I am disappointed is I heard him get interviewed twice last night post-game. <laughs> the St Kilda media team have toned him down. Yeah, well, and that's, that's what in football. Do not do that to this young man that has brought us some brilliant entertainment, more probably in interviews oh. and off-field than he did on-field, but do not take oh, away the your, personality time. He gave a clip a couple of times. Well, that's fine. That we, was good. We accept that. Yeah, that was good. Let him be himself in the media. Oh, getting rid of characters and footy. Who would have thought? Hey, another man <laughs> that uh, is doing his job really well is Mason Wood, the former kangaroo, uh, playing some great footy with the Saints. He's going to join us after the break. You're listening to Crunch Time. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.